Uno. Tres, dos, uno. Listen to part of a lecture in a film studies class. Nowadays, we take sound in films for granted. I mean, you still might see black and white films occasionally, but you hardly ever see silent films anymore. So it's interesting to note that the use of recorded sound was originally controversial, and some directors, uh, some filmmakers, even thought it shouldn't be used. That it would destroy the purity of cinema, somehow reverse all the progress that had been made in the art of cinema. Abby. What about all the sounds you hear in some silent movies? Like, you know, a, a loud sound when somebody falls down or something? Okay, you're talking about a soundtrack added much later, which has, over time, become part of the film we know. But this recorded track didn't exist then. And it's not that most people didn't want sound in films, it's just that the technology wasn't available yet. Don't forget that instead of recorded sound, there was often live music that accompanied movies in those days like a piano player or a larger orchestra in the movie theater. Also, think of the stage, the live theater. It has used wonderful sound effects for a long time, and, if wanted, these could be produced during the viewing of a film. You know, the rolling of drums for thunder or whatever. But that wasn't as common. Oh, and another thing that they might have in movie theaters in the early days was a group of live actors reading the parts to go along with the film. Or, and this seems a particularly bad idea to us now, one person narrating the action. An early example of a long tradition of movie producers, the ones concerned mostly about making money, not having much confidence in their audience, thinking that people somehow couldn't follow the events otherwise. So it finally became possible to play recorded sound as part of the film in the 1920s. Trouble was, it wasn't always used to very good effect. First, it was, you know, amazing to see somebody's mouth move at the same time you hear the words, or hear a door close when you see it closing on screen. But that luster wears off, of course, and if you're a director, filmmaker, what's the next step? Well, you sound to enhance the movie, right? Bring something more to it that wasn't possible? Yes, that's exactly what directors who were more interested in cinema as art, not commerce, were thinking. But they also predicted that there would be a problem, that sound would be misused, and boy, was it ever. Because the commercial types, the producers and so on, were thinking, okay, now that sound is possible, let's talk as much as possible and forget about the fact that we're making a movie, that we have this powerful visual medium. So many of the films of the 20s were basically straight adaptations of successful shows from the stage, theater. The name they used for sound films then was Talking Films, and that was on the mark, since, well, all they pretty much did was talk and talk. So, the remedy? Well, what was proposed by a number of filmmakers and theorists was the creative, expressive use of sound, what they generally called non-synchronous sound. Okay, synchronous sound means basically that what we hear is what we see. Everything on the soundtrack is seen on the screen. And everything was recorded simultaneously, which, well, since the sound technicians working on films often had experience with live radio, that made sense to them. Recording the sound separately and adding it in afterward? Well, that idea was less obvious. Anyway, synchronous sound means the source of the sound is the image on the screen. Non-synchronous sound, then, is... The sound doesn't match the picture? 
Right. Now, we can look at this in various ways, but let's take it as literally as possible. Music, unless we see the radio or the orchestra, that's non-synchronous. If the camera shot is of the listener rather than the speaker, that's non-synchronous. If we hear, say, background sounds that aren't on the screen, that's non-synchronous. So that doesn't seem so radical, does it? But again, those early producers didn't think their audiences could keep up with this. Excuse me, but did you say earlier that some filmmakers actually advocated not using sound at all? Well, yes, but that was a bit of an exaggeration, I guess. What I meant to say was that some filmmakers thought that the way the film's sound was actually used was setting the art of filmmaking back. But everyone agreed that sound solved some very difficult issues and offered potentially exciting tools. That's it? Oh my God, just feel like you stopped right in the middle. Okay, Alicia, was that difficult? I don't know, let's see the question. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, so let's see what we got here. Oh boy, so what is it overall about? So we were talking about obviously film studies, sound and film and putting sound and film and how some people were against it. And then people just said, okay, fuck it, let's do it. And then when they did it, there were two types. So that's what we're looking at, okay? Let's see, okay. what's the lecture mainly about? The influence of theater on early sound films? How about conflicting views on uses of sound during the early days of sound films? Ooh, I love that one. I really love that one. See, the great progress in cinema after the de development of sound? No, there is no progress. Viewer reactions to early sound films? No, that's very specific. So I'm looking at both A and B. How about you, Alicia? It's B. I think it's B. Let's go. Ooh. Numero uno. Check. All right. Okay, let's go to the next one. According to the... Professor, what types of sound were used in silent film? Now, it looks like there are five answers, so I'm guessing there are going to be two to three potential answers. But of course, this website does not tell us. So let's see here. Live music performed in the theater. I did not. Oh, I. Yes, they say that. Piano player, large orchestra. Okay. All right, live theater, wonderful sound effects could be reproduced. Another thing in the early day. Yeah, so, ooh, what do you think? I love a but live narration. Inside I think film. I have another one. Yeah, 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 see? But hold on. But the e, for me, is a B, E, no, E, no. Uh, e, no. Recorded soundtrack? Uh, I didn't write any recorded track. Didn't exist then. Ah, no, yeah. no, no, no. So we're going A, B, E, uh, A, B, D. Let's go. A, B, D. Good job. Right? Because I thought, okay, uh, what happened? Go ahead. No, no. Do you understand? Was, yes, it was three options. That's right. That's right. And so, again, obviously on your test, it's going to tell you three options. This website is stupid. So on this website, if you ever see five options, know that there are three, okay? Okay. Good job. And in this case, to be honest with you, Alicia, technique is it's kind of easier to eliminate the bad two than it is to find the good three. Okay, so I went straight for E and I'm like, musical, what? 
And then it said recorded sounds, but I wrote down here, recorded track did not exist. So I knew immediately it had to be A, B, and D. So I eliminated the bad to find the good. All right, good. All right, Alicia, next. What is the professor's attitude toward early movie producers? He said something about a bad idea narrating action. Now, he is critical of their influence they, on films. That's kind of stupid. They make My little influence on films? Uh, that's really stupid. He thinks they understood what... Uh, no, they did not understand what audiences wanted. Uh, a or D? Do you think they he was critical? He probably was critical. He, bad idea, not used for good effect. I think he's critical more than acknowledging. What do you think, Alicia? Sing is D. You think it's D? I'm going A. Oh, because he said this. The reason why I looked at my notes and I wrote down bad idea. He said not used for good effect. It was a lot of negative language. So rather than acknowledging, I think he was being more critical. He was like, no, this sucks. This sucks shit. No, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. That's definitely bullshit. This is total bullshit. You know what I mean? And so that's why yeah. I went with A instead. Okay. Alicia Mirava. Oh my God, it's already 8.30. I swear, I thought it was only like 8.15. Okay, that was quick. All right, let's do it again. Number, or question four. According to the professor, all right, what was the characteristic of sound films? Tip number, mm. now tip number two, Alicia, write down any number you hear. So you categorize, okay? So it says here, dialogue so, between characters were kept to a minimum. And Many films were closely based on theater plays. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Because he said many films, adaptations of successful, what is it, successful shows on stage. What do you think? I wrote that down. So we're talking 1920s. Uh, what is no A? Well, because I mean, I don't have anything about characters here. Look, I wrote down 1920s and I wrote nothing about characters. But they say something that they don't use. Uh... That the people don't used to talk in the in the movie, and they the the professor said that it was exaggeration from the director. Yeah, but it's more about the sound. That's what I'm looking at. In all these notes I have here, it's more about the Sam and how they sound and how they adapted it to movies. So if we're looking at the characteristic of sound films. Uh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't write down anything about it being recorded and added to films. There was no musical sound. I didn't hear that. I didn't write that. Many films were closely based on theater plays. I absolutely wrote that right here. Yeah, you're right. And, and I wrote nothing down about characters, so that's why I would go with B. See? So I just rely on my notes. Now, if you want to ask yourself that question during the test and say, why is it not this? 
Go look at your notes and see if it says anything about characters around the 1920s. I wrote down nothing but sound. And then I wrote down, obviously, many films adaptations were from successful shows on stage. That's how I got the answer. Okay. I can't say so much notes like you. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's one of the big things. I'm literally, like, literally cheating right now. But at the same time, I want to show you exactly. I'm getting better okay. at not even writing everything, too, because a lot of it's like blah, blah, blah. But to be honest with you, I wrote down 1920s. And then I wrote yes. proposal, And then I wrote down the literal way in terms of non-synchronized and synchronized music. I wrote down another question, a question that another girl had had. You know what I mean? I'm compartmentalizing my information. And however way you do that, you will or will not have the amount of notes I have. Like all of this, like first, amazing. Here, door closing. If director, what's next step? Bring something more to the movie, prob uh, but probably sound misused. See, all of that, I didn't even have to write any of that. That's pretty much what I would have written. Talk as much as possible. I'm probably not even gonna write that. Now sound possible, da 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 Okay, they would just talk as much as possible. So people talk a lot. Okay, so that's what it looks like. And that little section of 1920s, that's the importance. You see, I wrote a whole lot to show you that this is basically what I what what I would have written. Okay. Okay, she said, wait, Alicia. Okay, all right, here we go. What is an example of synchronous sound in film? Now, I... What we hear and see. So, A, a character hearing a train that is not visible. Ooh. Hold on, hold on. What we hear, what we... It's see. me. A past conversation being replayed in a character's mind? Really? It's it's things, no, you're seeing and you're hearing it at the same time, remember? Yes. They they record the they record the the sound on the video. That's non-synchronous. Not synchronous. Synchronous is synchrosity, if I'm saying it right. Meaning, but no, yeah, no synchronous is museum background. Museum, but loud. Music, music, and background is no synchronous, and they are asking about synchronous sound. No, what I got here, synchronous, what we hear and see, everything sound seen on screen. Everything you see is everything you hear. Both of them are synchronous. So that's why I see a character playing guitar and singing on screen. Then what you see, that is the option. What was that? Why you seeing that is the option. Why do, why do I think that's the option? Mm -hmm. If I see here, it says synchronous. So non-synchronous doesn't match. Synchronous matches. So what we hear and see is happening at the same time. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, which one of these answers is happening at the same time? 
A, it says a character hearing something but not visible. That's non-synchronous. It's kind of like music. Like us listening to music, it's non-synchronous because we don't see them saying it at the same time. But a live music band is synchronous. So that's why looking at C, a character playing guitar and singing on screen. So let's see. Boom, C. <laughs> I love, let me say, I love your face. You're like, ah. <laughs> Does that make sense though? Because yeah. I, you were thinking in reverse. You were thinking a little bit in reverse. You were like, hold on. Wait, what? Who? Wait. And so by thinking in reverse and stuff, yeah, yeah. So don't worry, don't, at least, don't worry. That's why when I think synchronous, it means it has to happen at the same time. If it's non-synchronous, it's us not seeing or us not hearing. Vice versa, the other one is the opposite of that. Okay? We see, but we yeah. can't or we hear, but we can't see. <laughs> All right, question six. What does the professor imply about filmmakers who express their opposition? Now, I wrote this down. The girl asked, some filmmakers advocated not to use sound. He said, yes, but it was an exaggeration. There was sound setting filmmaking back. Oh, they said that sound was setting filmmaking back. But it was also offered as an exciting tool. So if we look here, uh, what is it? Who expressed their opposition to sound in films? They did not think that sound could advance cinema as an art form. Not bad. B, they changed your minds when they saw how popular set. No, they did not change your minds. That's not what I wrote down. It's not what I wrote down. C, they thought that audiences were, that is not what I wrote down. I wrote down that they were like, well, it was set. 